Well, welcome to Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. You're listening to one side of the conversation here. Just warming up, getting ready to go. Waiting for a Skype call. It's very exciting. Having a cup of tea, sitting in my study. Got notes everywhere, obviously. Got Crick Info out the yin-yang. Mm. Good cuppa. Nice robust tea. Beautiful South African blend. Waiting for Mick to put in the Skype call, and then we'll be all systems go. A little bit of sizzle for you, for those dedicated podcast listeners, just seeing how things work behind the scenes. There's Mick. Here we go. Showtime. Alrighty. Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through... You'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Let me introduce the team. The boy from the wrong side of the tracks come good. Welcome, David. Let's get this over with, Ross. We've got a date with the golf course. Oh, oh. a man who said Dave Warner modelled his game on. Hello, Mick. Hello, gents. Australia's number one Mitch Marsh fan and our guru. Welcome, Alex. Hello, fellas. Jeez, he's up and about this morning. Today, we come to you from the Frederick Harold Sock Company Twin Studios. This is a Big Lug production, brought to you by our platinum partners for 2017. New finish car wash, the once a year car polish, Tarnock, CLR Clear, Answered Australia, Red Iron Friendly Hot Water, Savlaki Hut, Kente Free, and Michelangelo's. Chelsea Hyde. I've just got to look through the window to say, shut the hell up. Um, <laughs> you sound like Craig Willis. Craig <laughs> oh, it's bigger than Ben. Don't forget. I was just saying this um, might be his, um, his audition for some like crazy rural FM station to be the morning man. That's, that's it. Like, or to be like Gus Gould's replacement. <laughs> Traffic um, on Main Street. Uh, busy. <laughs> uh, we're just going to kick it up now with a couple of Aussie tracks back to back. Yeah. <laughs> Almost it's Tuesday two ups. Yeah. We got one hour of requests. We got nine songs in a row before we take fifteen minutes of ads. <laughs> okay, all right. Don't forget our Patreon. And... Good material. Oh yeah, Good don't material. shut up. Don't forget our Patreon and Kickstarter campaigns. Give that we may record better. Not possible. Okay. <laughs> First up, it's national team talk, and the the world's most boring topic: the memorandum of understanding. Seven hundred pages of shit. <laughs> yes, so I read an article this morning saying that the the ACA's proposal was to I don't know how this will work, but they're giving they have a fund for grassroots mm. that out of their player payments of their portion of the revenue that they're going to give. That's their proposal. Okay. Which I find it weird that money needs to be siphoned through the ACA to then go to grassroots. Why does it? Why it not? Seems like double handling. Yeah, exactly. I, and, they were saying up to thirty million dollars, which matches the what Cricket Australia. So that means four bucks. Is well, yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. Up to mm. is nothing. Well, yeah. It's either that money or it's not. Mm. I think anyway. But yeah, just I found that weird that they have to get the money first and then they put that money into a fund, which then goes to grassroots. Yeah, just give it straight to grassroots. Well, you know the type of person I am, right? Yes, Alex. Yes, so I saw Soul a head- of the Earth. Yeah, character. I saw a headline this morning. I don't read the article, uh-huh. but I saw the headline. And it said that the talks have broken down once again, so they're back to step one. Yes, pretty much. Beautiful. Cricket Australia. So uh, ACA said their proposal. Yeah. Through, which is just list key facts, and then they make the member the MOU after that. And ACA just wipe their ass on it. 
ACA <laughs> sent it in, and then Cricket Australia said we made a few changes to it, and they pretty much went find and replace with nothing for revenue sharing. So they took out every reference to revenue sharing out of the ACA's proposal. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they're fucking assholes, man. So then Alistair Nixon is like saying, okay, well then we're back to square one because, you know, all this good faith stuff that, yeah. give, that, and that players yeah. want to do, blah, blah, all that sort of stuff. Well, that should shatter. It should be interesting for the next Michael Cadditch article to find out what's happening. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and for Simon Kastrovich to, to wait in as well. We're back. <laughs> So um, in so you were, you were mentioning like why does the ACA have to have a fund for grassroots? Yeah, yeah. the pessimist in me says the reason they have that You're not is, a a, is, is so they fucking look good. That's the only fucking reason yeah, they want to do yeah, that. Yeah, I don't understand why because I'm all for the players yeah. on their side. Usually, I'm, yeah. this is my sort of yeah. side. I'm siding with them, but I don't understand the proposal, stuff. right? Like, yeah. Unless I, they don't trust Cricket Australia with that money, but then it's like, well, yeah, but you trust them to pay you, so you got to. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think it's that's all just uh, PR and look at us, we're doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah, sort it out, Ross. Oh, yes, it's this battleground of grassroots and neither party gives a shit about it. Let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I'm under no misconceptions that none of them give a fuck yeah, about yeah, grassroots because exactly. none of them have been in grassroots. No. None of them have ever set foot in a grassroots <laughs> at all. They've just gone straight on the pathway. The closest, the closest our grassroots career club has ever come to a test play was a Sri Lankan bloke who's 40 years old that we played against. Yeah, yeah true. Oh, yes, all very true. Uh, fascinating yeah, don't bring up those memories, Vic. No, not good memories for them. <laughs> Dual memories. And that's all you've got, memories. Yeah, you don't have a trophy. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, the other bit of national uh, team activity over the last fortnight has been the Women's World Cup. Yes. And Australia played India in the semi-final and undone by a hurricane. Yes. What she yeah. end up with? 170 odd. Yes. Other Preet Kaur, 171 off 121 balls. I think. Now. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Taurus, a new one. Yep. So the old Parliament. And then Meg Lanning copped the ball of the tournament. Yeah, from Julian Goswami. Yep. Absolute ripper. Mm. I reckon it was probably going on to hit well, middle of the leg, but just pitched up to the deck. Meg Lanning looked absolutely stupid, almost Ricky Ponting-like. Oh, she um, didn't fall on her face. <laughs> yeah, off bail. Clock. Gone. And one of our players made some runs, didn't she? 80-odd or something? Alex Blackwell, yes, made 90 or 55 balls. Who was that, the, sorry? Was Alex that? Blackwell? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She made runs at the end of the innings, but it was, unfortunately, when she went out, it was all over, and they lost by yeah. 37 yeah. runs. Mm. Too much, too late. Yeah, it was interesting, Ross, because Australia had the top run scorer of the tournament, at least Perry, well, so far anyway. I'm assuming Mutan mm. Raj will overtake her. She had a couple of runs behind to take the final. We had four players averaging over 50, two averaging over 80, uh, yeah. and we had four bowlers in the top 10 bowlers of the tournament. Yep. Choked? Well, I don't know. Or just got an unbelievable performance. I two unbelievable was... performances like, uh, I forget the first name, Julian Goswami, uh, also Reds bowler for India, bowled, you know, got me letting out from a duck, yep. absolute ripper. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. Harvard Preet Kaur. With 171, an innings out of nowhere, she yeah. scored two centuries previously, never scores it really over a run of ball, and just didn't yeah. pull that out of yeah. nowhere. So, yeah. In fairness, so even with all the stats about how the Aussies have been pretty good, 
in no matter what cricket you're playing, men's, women's, whatever, 280 is a lot to chase. Yeah, exactly. And it was like, 40... this is just a mental hurdle. Well, we basically got 300 here to, to chase this down. And it was reduced so... to 42 overs. Yeah, it was on 45 or something, wasn't it? 42. 42, right. Yeah. So that was yeah, very. Exactly. It was a steep ask, and I think it was just one of those innings out of the box. Like she has scored uh, centuries before, but like you say, nothing quite like that. But it can yeah. happen. That's cricket. Yeah, I don't think it's yeah. a crisis. But um, yeah, it was, yeah, I didn't catch that last bit, Ross. Oh, I don't think it's a crisis, but I think uh, no, no, they no, just no, got undone by a, think, yeah, a fine a performance. Great. Yeah. Well, I think it is yeah. a crisis. Time for a cleaner. Let's yeah. start again. Wholesale changes. Meg yeah. Lenny, gone. <laughs> 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 I'm sitting here holding the toy sword too, Ross. So, <laughs> <for the visual. laughs> so another, uh, not necessarily national team talk here, Ross, but if we're mm. sort of moving into the Women's World Cup. Yes. Um, have you seen Laura Wolfart play? No. The opener for South Africa... Or the um, Teen Wolf, as I think Jared Kimber's calling her, because she's 18, opens the batting, um, was, I think, on the run scorer for the uh, for the um, tournament, two tons and 750s in a 25 ODIs. Big game player, dominated in the big games, dominated through the final series of the tournament, and just a bit of a cult here at 18, got huge mane of hair which sort of hangs out the bottom of her helmet when she bats, which makes her a bit of a cult hero. Eight does it? Up. Yeah. Is she have a do-rag? No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't have a do-rag. <laughs> doesn't have a Peter Fitzsimmons-style do-rag, no. <laughs> <laughs> the whitest Anglo bloke ever with the do-rag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's um, the queen, though. Interesting that uh, South Africa had that player, yet they still lost the semi-final. So, like, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman from South Africa. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think still it's know still, how to lose a World Cup semi. I it's think contagious. it's gender-neutral gender neutral oh. choking. Oh, right. <laughs> Ross, I think yep. it's a South African trait. doesn't matter, man, woman, or yeah. otherwise. Yeah, gender beast. Fluid, yeah, I was are. very proud of um, cricket South Africa for taking out the glass ceiling of their women's yeah. players. <laughs> that was never to choke in Just uh, move on to the final, and I don't know anything about English female cricketers. I don't care because they're English. Yeah, yeah, I don't really care, so I focused a bit on the um, Indian side of things. And Vitali Raj, the 34-year-old Indian captain, bats at three. Um, she just passed 6,000 ODI runs, highest yeah, run scorer a, ever. Absolute jet too. Yeah. So a test average of 51, one ton and four fifties. Only played like eight tests, and didn't play too many. ODI average of 51.87 with 6 tonnes and 49.50. Wow. Unbelievable. Um, yes, and uh, did you know, Ross, there's some facts about the Indian women's players and what they're paid. Their grade A contract, which is their highest contract, is the equivalent of 23 grand a year they get paid. And the BCCI, after them making the final, have given them a bonus payment of 77 grand for making the final wow. each. each. Each, yes. Wow. And it could be more if they win, obviously. Oh, but in fairness to the BCCI, there's no money in Indian cricket. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, like, they're just, they're if, if it's not there to share around, you can't share it around. Well, That's they're looking in the back down the back of their couch yeah. just holding pennies and yeah. hey, Ross. scratching and scrimping. Yes, Ross, David. I got, I got a bit of blood rush the other day to the nether regions when I saw Sarah Taylor stumping. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was real sort of um, favourite at my place. Yeah. Has she got the gloves on? 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, speaking of English cricketers, uh, favourite of the show, Danielle Wyatt. Has been, he's been playing in this as well. I think she's been going all right. The only reason she's a favourite of the show is because she replied to us on Twitter once when we tweeted about Get around it. us. <laughs> <laughs> I tweeted forever too. I tweeted about it to BBL and she tweeted back. Might have to change the name of the Camp Borges medal. <laughs> <laughs> um, another huge news about the final, Ross. As huge. You, as you know, the final between India and uh, England is sold out at Lords. Is it? Mm. Yep. Are they huge properly views? sold out or Bendigo Pump sold out? Oh, obviously. Or is, it, or, is it, um, or is it AFL women sold out where they say it's sold out but they didn't sell any tickets so people just rocked up? Yeah, I think it might be um, <laughs> it might be uh, AFL China match sold out. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. 40,000 people were at the stadium. Oh, really? Where Must be on the concourse. <laughs> Sorry, get um, huge news, Ross. Lords mm. have broken tradition. Oh, no. Yes. They're letting in Lords people. have allowed a drum to be brought into the ground oh, for the Bharat Army to bring in. Oh. So Bharat Army, you, there's no instruments allowed in Lords. Yep. Especially not from the savages, as they put it. As <laughs> <laughs> they put it? Yes. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, know, Alex, that uh, tradition had been broken and they were going to let members into the members' pavilion without a tie on. Oh, oh come yeah. on, let's not get... It's the thin end of the wedge. First you let them in... Someone walked in with a pair of shorts without a belt. Oh, carpet door, man. It's yeah, what yeah. happens, though, Alex, is you let them in without a tie on and it's the thin end of the wedge. Next thing you know, you're letting them in just wrapped in a towel. Yeah, yeah. Tim Matthews will be wild. Yeah, next thing you're letting like women in. Oh, <laughs> no, get out of town, never, never. Yeah. So anyway, the, so the Barat Army asked to bring in a whole range of instruments from hordes and vivazalas and stuff, and Lord said, "You can have a drum." We'll have we have and drum <laughs> and drum. <laughs> Ridiculous! I was like, "Oh, great! There's going to be like fifty thousand people having that Lords, yeah. probably twenty thousand at holds, and one drum." I think you know, if you had two drums, that would ruin the yeah. entire experience for everyone. I think it would. If, I'd, <laughs> if I was sitting near that drum, I'd be very upset. I was going to make jokes about like, now, now there's going to be a gap of 20 seats around where this army is. And this drum's going to be going constantly. But um, so, what uh, I... Mm, go, Mick. Sorry. Okay, what I want to know about this, yes. and this is a real thing, I want to get to the crux of this. <laughs> so <laughs> England's playing India in the final... <laughs> So who has Kevin Peterson started slagging off in the English side so he can get a spot? Has yeah, <laughs> yes. he Caitlin Jennered it up so he can get in the women's team? Yes. And, Sarah you know. Taylor's shit, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So just a, a quick one, Alex. It is disappointing that um, they didn't allow a second drum in because how are they meant to do a drum off? Then? Yeah, exactly. Dueling drums. Yeah, yeah well, oh, I love dueling drums. Yeah. So I really love it. <laughs> I think that was a banjo. Yeah. <laughs> I heard they um, the borough army also applied for stock to come in and bring some trash cans and, and do a bit of water around yeah, the yeah, farm yeah. or something. Stomp, Cody. They didn't want the blue man group. <laughs> <laughs> they got songs and pipes. And started <laughs> <laughs> Poor man's xylophone. Yeah. Apparently, they went down to the Burke Street Mall and they got a couple of blokes on the panpipes and they're going to get them to come in the time. <laughs> you idiot. That's <laughs> a pretty good comprehensive breath there, yeah, I think uh, so. Alex. Yeah, I'm pretty good at this stuff. Then you'll be surprised when he do something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Australia lost to England um, during the tournament 
and uh, yeah. yes. Catherine Brunt provided a, a powerful innings. So the the headline was that the uh, Aussies suffered brunt force trauma. <laughs> oh, great. I thought that was quite And they, And then, you know, when um, Megan Schutt yes. um, shut out the innings, they yeah. uh, don't ask for yeah, that was pretty good, mate. Yeah, yeah. That's good. See, I had all that good work. Oh, now, finally, yeah. talking yeah. about yeah. Megan Shut. Oh, the Joker. Yeah, the Joker. <laughs> yeah, the oh, Joker of the team. Yeah. Oh, get around get, there. Get this up. Get, I'm going to open up the internet here and find this article. Because... She's quite good with the Photoshop, though. Oh, pretty yes, good. the Photoshopping was good. Yeah, um, people celebrating and then Photoshopping them onto the back of a bucking Bronco celebrating. Yeah, that was good. And, you know... Riding a roller coaster set celebrating. Sounds yeah. dumb. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty funny. Yeah. But the, the greatest thing about being yeah. shut, shoot, shut, shoot, shit, is that she has. Uh, you'll like this, Nick, because you've got your door knocker on your arm, so you get your tattoos. So she ah. quite likes the. <laughs> There's a bloke over there with a fucking goldfish on his arm, and I'm like also, popping it. He's also, <laughs> he's also got a box of kangaroos. <laughs> Australian maid. <laughs> um, so she likes a tattoo. Yep. And she also likes the little bit of inspiration on her tattoo. Yeah, so on her wrist she has believe ah, tattooed. Yes. Just like every other 20-something female yeah. in the world. Yep. And there was uh, another tattoo. Her motto is talk up, not win. Something like that. Ah. She's got that tattooed on her Collarbone. Uh, so, so she's showed her individualism by yeah. getting the same tattoo that like everyone else. Is yeah, everyone yeah. else. Is, yeah. A little bit like, and even herself, she was like in the article I read. Anyway, yeah, I can I can read out some of it to you, Alex, because I'm not really having a go at Megan Shut. I'll find out who wrote this article, and we can laugh at them too. Uh-huh. Shut also has five tattoos, each of which combine to paint the rich tapestry of her unique personality. <laughs> Stop, put down the thesaurus, you dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> put it down. Her first tattoo was a small camel on her right big toe, simply because she thought the concept was very funny. <laughs> oh, rich tapestry right See, there. Uh, Joker. Yeah. Second, on the same foot is a pineapple wearing sunglasses. She's always ah, been a classic. <laughs> she's always been a fan of the fruit, and once she saw the image, she had to have it. <laughs> I just seen them doing those vox pop things, uh, not vox pops, the player profiles in the yeah. in the record for the Women's World Cup. <laughs> Question: yeah. Favorite fruit? Pineapple, preferably with sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite pizza? Hawaii. Because <laughs> of the pineapple, yeah. With sunglasses. So on her wrist is believe. Yes. On her chest is the phrase, be a voice, not an echo. That's a mantra Shut has always lived her life by. Right, and right. Down her so left... what, happens when she, what happens when she goes like Hall's Gap and yells out? <laughs> <laughs> is that a contributory joke? Nothing <laughs> comes back. <laughs> Nothing comes back. <laughs> the sound of one hand clapping. Yeah. <laughs> Down her left side is a huge fox, her spirit animal, as she calls it. Yeah. Oh, God. Spirit animal is a bottle of Shiraz, I think. I thought your spirit animal was a boxing kangaroo or a car. I thought you were going to say, like, she has a fox and underneath it she has, like, what the fox? The Adelaide inswinger is the self-proclaimed ratbag of the Australian team. Street smart, not book smart, as she puts it in her own infectious way, after spending most of her life flaunting society's laws and conventions, doing things by her own rule book. 
Fuck, that's a wank, that idea. Oh, that is oh, a no. Drives on the wrong side of the road. I'm crazy. She stands on the right side of the escalator. Ah, you know when ah. someone's making bullshit up when they're self-proclaimed? Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. If you're a self-proclaimed rat bag, you're a cockhead. Yeah. 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 So I'm not having a go at Megan Shut because, like, that's not a quote from her. That's no, the, that's right. That's yeah. the written word of James Buckley. So go have a good hard look at yourself, Jim Bob, and sort yourself <laughs> out because that's <laughs> trash. He's got Buckley's chance of winning the Walkley Award, I think. <laughs> hey, you're back. Absolute trash from James Buckley there. Put down the thesaurus, sunshine. Yeah. I am having a little bit of a go at short stuff. Yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah, a little bit some some weird red unit sort of stuff going on. It there just it just sounds like it's your standard. Oh, I'm different to everyone else article. Mm. By having an article that sounds like everyone else just says they're different. To be fair, at elite levels of sports, she probably is very different to everyone else. Yeah. Are you saying that? Are you saying that in a team sport, it's made up of individuals who are different from one another? Yes, but in elite level sports, Mm. they're all very much similar, right? Like, so if someone likes UMI, they're seen as this weird dude in AFL. Like, it's cool because he likes UMI. Were UMI around in the 1850s, Alex? Um. Surprisingly, yes. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, it's over to you now. Let me talk to you guys about Ballarat cricket in the 1850s. Please do. On In the Corner Alex. <laughs> so, uh, reading through the book, 150 Not Out, A History of Ballarat Cricket. I have got to the second chapter so far. I'm reading very slowly, guys. It's a in fucking the- magazine, not a book. It's a thing. I, know, it's I, hope, rich... I hope everyone at home can hear all the pages flicking. It's the rich thinking. tapestry of Ballarat cricket, right? It is. Isn't it more rich. a um, isn't it more a coffee table number? It is a bit of a coffee table. It's a yeah. coffee table. Yeah, it's pretty. Big. It is big. That's heavy too. Look at that weighty <laughs> tome. <laughs> Come on, Eddie, tell us about okay, it. Okay, okay. So last um, time, last week, I talked. Well, last two times we did the podcast. I talked about the Eastern Oval. <laughs> And um, so we're moving on to the second chapter here. So the evidence of cricket played in the Ballarat from 1853 onwards. Um, and there was efforts to form the first cricket club in Ballarat, the Ballarat Cricket Club, Okay. Um, the following year in 1853. BCC. I think Shane Harwood debuted in their first season. Sickers. <laughs> Sickers Harwood. And he only had an anchor tattooed on his arm. <laughs> so that's all they could draw back then. Or Bowery face tattoos. Or a pin-up girl. Yeah. Or mum. (laughs) (laughs) Proof of this was found in the official program for the Ballarat Centennial, which was in 1938, which just makes everything seem so fucking old. They had 100 years centennial in 1938. Hang on, hang People on. People have been freezing their asses off in Ballarat for, since 1838. Exactly, there's been fine misty rain for over 150 years. Hang on, Ross, what have you got to say? I said, did you say that was their 100-year centennial? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know how to word that stuff. You can correct me, Ross. How am I meant to say it? Centennial? centennial. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, later on today, I'm going to go to an ATM machine. Okay, good, good. You do that. You can get all pedantic as fuck, as I say. (laughs) So um, the visual program said that that there was a game on Boxing Day in 1853. Tradition. Yep, between the Canadians and the Gravel Pits. So um, some of the members for the uh, 11 that played for the Gravel Pits included old dirty bastard Ray (laughs) Quine. Oh, that's good. Well done. 
Uh, why don't you jump in my grandma? Come on, no, you ruined it. That's a good gag. Don't ruin it. Um, there was uh, evidence also in the um, the Times of Ballarat in 1854. So there's a bit of a contradictory um, evidence here saying when the Ballarat Cricket Club Ooh. started. So in 1854, there was a thing in the Ballarat the Times saying that there will be a meeting um, of the Ballarat Cricket Club to be held at the George Hotel um, for the purpose of enrolling members and transacting other business. And saying that gentlemen wishing to join, especially invited to attend. But that's also, but there was contradictory evidence in 1856 saying that a meeting will be held in the George Hotel. I think there must have been only one hotel in Ballarat back then. Um, that would uh, start the, the you know, a meeting to let's create the Ballarat Green Club. Yep. So whether it was 1853 or 1856, um, still a long time ago, nonetheless. See, and that's why you never delete emails, see, because these boys delete their emails that's it, and they don't know what's going on. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, where am I going here? Okay, so in November of 1856, they were saying there was a, uh, in the star, the Ballarat, the star. Uh, not the Bugle. Not the Bugle. Uh, the Gazette, no. not the not Times. The, no, the Times is two back there. Two. Mm. There was only room for one cricket club, but there was room for two, two newspapers papers. back there and one pub. Extra, extra, read all about it. Extra, extra. It was saying that they were finally glad that the Ballarat Cricket Club was formed um, and it promises to be a rival of any club in Victoria. Bold claim. Yes, and also, it was, uh, they copied themselves on the Melbourne Cricket Club and became elitist assholes. Um, according to pioneer James Jim Bob Sainsbury, Ballarat Cricket Club is only for the toffs. A working chap had little chance to get into them. Which is just like... So that's like 1850s speak for, fuck, they're a bunch of cunts. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They probably won all the games. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a Yobos, they're not playing with us. Fuck, we hate those blokes. Uh, we owe these bastards. <laughs> <laughs> so it was interesting back then. They had trouble with with gaining members and interest in the local game. Um, so they really tell half the population they can't play. Yeah, well, yeah, true. It was mainly um, social matches and intra-club yeah. matches, which is hilarious because after the games of these intra-club matches, they used to have... <laughs> yeah, get blind, have bonfires... Sack races, foot races, hurdles, and had dinners afterwards. So they're more of a social... No race. egg and spoon race? No, no egg and spoon race. I think... Um, Leaf no eggs. Played a bit. No yeah, eggs. exactly. No <laughs> eggs. Um, yeah, so they often... There was a meeting... How's this going, Ross? Yeah, good. It's hard to explain. <laughs> the the Ballarat Crew Club had an annual general meeting which had to be cancelled because not enough people rocked up to form a caucus or whatever you call it. Quorum. Okay. Quorum. Yeah. It wasn't hard, that, it wasn't hard to explain. Just explain to them. Everyone hated AGM. Did they have an AGM meeting? Yes, they did, right. <laughs> so my point was B. These guys obviously hadn't learned to just make shit up during the AGM and say that there was 15 yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, they were too down by the books back then. They didn't understand how you could sort the rules. Who was taken Oof. out of the till back then? <laughs> uh, yeah, who was siphoning dollars? Yeah. Who was taken like out of the till? I feel like I want a VB bidder. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I'm glad you liked it, Ross. Oh, that was good. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> so the Ballarat Cricket Club played um, Melbourne Cricket Club one year after the formation. They got absolutely dated, obviously. Um, but this was the birth of the father of Ballarat Cricket. Well, not really the birth, but Daniel Sweeney, anyway. The emergence. Sweeney. The emergence. Emergence, there you go. That, that, that's just, that is an 1800 name, that one. Yeah, Daniel Sweeney. Dr. Daniel Sweeney. The father. The father he was renowned for. Ooh. Yeah, so. He captained teams against. Um, both local. Oh, or he's a priest. We're doing, yeah, we're doing vulgar visual games. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so we captained the, the captain of the Ballarat Cricket Club against local and international teams. So we captained them against um, England when they yeah. come over into the WG Grace sides that we talked about. Big docking. He represented Victoria. He was the father too. Yeah. No, the board of the, the chairman of the board, I think they called it, didn't they? Big ship, <laughs> big ship, docked into some strumpets back in his time. <laughs> I'm not sure. Can't can't confirm the level of strumpet Daniel Sweeney got. Probably a little bit. I think he was a big name on campus in uh, Ballarat back in the day because he represented Victoria. Imagine him coming back with a Victorian representative gear, which he'd wear at training. Oh, yeah, the yeah, daddy. Victorian shorts on? Or yeah, Victorian shorts, yeah. Victorian uh, 15 lace-up boots, or whatever <laughs> yeah. they used to wear back in the Come day. Come on, let's get going. Yeah. He was president of the Ballarat Crew Club for six years and a life member in 1873. Awesome. Yeah, and in a massive turn-up, after all the games that BCC played, MCC after their first year, they played a couple of games, the Melbourne Crew Club showed absolutely no respect to the Ballarat Crew Club, which is a massive turn-up. I was surprised to read that. Oh, yeah. yeah, the Melbourne Cricket Club acted in an arrogant manner to someone else. Yeah. Wind it up. I'll probably just wind it up there then, I suppose. Because no, okay. I've got a note written here which says, read the book for the rest, and I've got no idea what I'm On Wikipedia, Victoria, yeah. but um, there is no stats anywhere that mm. I could find on him and how he played. So maybe it was made I knew, up. I'm guessing there'd be no stats from the ad hoc games that they played back in the 50s before they had a sort of working competition of sorts. Uh, so, are you saying there's no 18, there's no um, results vault for the 1850s? No, there isn't. No, no, my cricket back then. No one. Well, judging from how shit the Ballarat Cricket Club back then. The old tart that was meant to keep the scores, he probably didn't do it. <laughs> See, that's where you've got it all wrong. Is it like a little woman anywhere near cricket in the 1850s? Oh, that's yeah. a good point, actually. It was a unit cricket now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah so that's uh, the point with Alex for right. another week. I think that was pretty good. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> if I do say so myself. <laughs> yep. I'll just thought... tell the listeners they can... 20-minute mark to the 30-minute mark. Anyway. I thought, okay. I thought that was ordinary. Sorry. As I feel sorry for your fiancé, if that's what you think pretty good is. Like, <laughs> 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 okay. We move on to news or about cricket. News of or about cricket. Okay. And first of all, it's our man, Stu McGill. Oh, sure. Yes. So he took Cricket Australia to court and wanted... Yes. $2.6 million. Yes. $1.6 million for missed uh, games and $1 million in prize money. Yeah. Due to injury. Due to injury. Yes. Right. So he got injured and then got dropped, right? 
Well, he retired. This was, this was well, I'm assuming he didn't retire because oh, he that's what he's getting that money for. So he got injured months. in the West Indies tour, I yes, think. Yes, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Was it the West Indies tour or was it when he done it at the boot camp, the Ashes boot camp? Uh, I don't know. It, it, he certainly retired in the West Indies. Yeah. So... Did you want to, what is the actual crux of, like, so well, he's so saying he turned up they to, mismanaged him or something? Yeah, I think so. He didn't really go into details because he turned up to his court date by himself, not represented, Drunk. and disorganised, they said. Yeah. 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 Drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he, he just made drunk. that up. Yeah. We don't even bother with allegedly anymore, yeah. do we? It's almost slanderous. So what I want to know, so disorganised and confused, and the judge told him that he'd need uh, a lawyer to be able to go to mediation, and he must have got one because the Cricket Australia and he went to mediation and they settled out of court during the week. Okay. So what I want to know, but so so he asked for two point six million. Yeah. Yeah. So after he goes down to Bunnings and spends ten bucks on sandpaper to take the corners off his head, (laughs) what's he going to use the rest of the money on? He's got know. a real square, oh, smart-ass guy. He's got a big box head. Oh, yeah. So he retired from cricket, yet, in the West Indies because of these terrible injuries, yet he popped well, up he in the BBL. first... BBL. Yeah. Yeah. Did he? I don't remember him. Yeah, the yeah. uh, Magenta Sixers. Yeah. Yes, he did. Wow. The first season of the... I heard, the Ross, when he was in court, the stenographer started talking to him and he said, you're just here to type, mate, not here to talk. Hold my fucking hat yeah, or yeah, something. He yeah. said. <laughs> You're here to type down what I say, not to talk to them. <laughs> did he and say that to an umpire once, did he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He said, you're here to count the six and hold my fucking hat. That's yeah. what he said to the umpire. That's surprising. He didn't get an LBW yeah. directly. <laughs> right? So, yeah, what do, we, what do you think he got, guys, from Cricket Australia? About 100 grand, I'd say. A yeah. ride on lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> Why? One of those things that meant to aerate your wine when you pour it out of the bottle. <laughs> oh, yeah, a couple of them. Yeah. Two of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a flagon. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ceramic flagon. <laughs> yeah, not a lot, I wouldn't have thought. I think Cricket Australia had the upper hand in that one. <laughs> well, they've got so much money lying around because they're not paying players. They've just said, yeah, have some of this. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's going to grassroots. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 But like I said, like, the minute he played for the BBL, that just, like, you got no claim after that. Yeah, unless he recovered from his heart. Mm. Uh, yeah. So I was going to say, there's some pictures of him wearing T-shirts, Alex. Oh, something with Kermit on it. That with, <laughs> oh, just the worst T-shirt I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so it had a big thing of Kermit in a box with a black uh, base on it that said Kermit. Oh, okay. So it's the sort of T-shirt you'd wear. Yeah. That, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> a map of the world or... Yeah, <laughs> all these feathers are fucking rare, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. We are ready. Yeah. Volatile as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so no respect was... for authority in Empire Four Two. That's what um, Stu's been up to. Mm. Big Stewie. Curious case. Yes. Oh yeah. Move on to another another big name on campus in terms of world cricket with lots of opinions. Kevin Peterson. Wanker. Oh, I love him. Just such a good guy. And so. I'm leaving. Over to you, Mick. I'm waiting for Ross to finish. Yes, so, Mick, did he watch a couple of players for five minutes? Yes. So, the, <laughs> so, he, said, so he made a comment on radio, English radio, I think yeah. it was. It was about balance, and I can't remember who the other person was. Keaton Jennings, quote, the opener. He, yeah, yeah, his quote was, I only have to watch a player for five minutes to know they're no good, and balance is no good, and Jennings is no good. Yeah. Yeah. 
But it's just like... But... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Five minutes. Five minutes. But he just um like he's just he's getting into that like Shane Warne Real wanker territory. Real wanker territory where if he feels that if he keeps his mouth shut for five minutes people are gonna forget who he is. Yeah, yeah. and he ran Aaron Fitch out the other day too, so fucking yeah. But he just then. But then there's people like like someone like Piers Morgan or someone come oh, out the other day it. saying that he's got to be in the Ashes side and it's a oh. disgrace. He's not right. It's like the cunt hasn't fucking done anything apart from <laughs> apart from play. Well, is that, is that not an actor? No, that's not perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I believe he's a dude. Yeah. But he hasn't played any four day cricket anywhere. He's travelling the world playing BBLs. Okay, he might play a bit of four-day county, but apart from that, everywhere else he goes around the world, he plays BBLs and plays short form and throws his wicket away and might get runs here and then. What on earth part of that makes you think he can still play test cricket? He's going to stop category next year to concentrate on his... Yeah, like... um, Rhino Park. Rhino, yeah. Yeah. So what's Piers for? Is he going to concentrate on test cricket? Piers? To be fair, he would do something. They've lost eight out of the last 12 test matches they've played, so... And they're really fun. That spot next to Cook in the uh, opening pair, oh, 15 yeah. people. Oh, it's really like us with spinners. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. What happened but to that just... um, little kid they had in India, Hamish Hammond or something? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I think he got injured or something, broke a wrist or something. That does sound yeah. correct because he wasn't mm. half bad, but I think he mm. might have got injured. He yeah. scored a bloody tunnel, double tunnel, the flattest wicket on earth. Yeah. Uh, everyone else. You know he's scoring where you play, mate. Yeah. I agree. Well, then, okay. Okay, let's talk about the time you were through the, your point of view and didn't play Bangladesh. Oh, he's, he's, he's a champion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the old flip-flop dance Carrefi, eh? Anyway. Yeah, but at least this guy, he might, might have been a flat, he might have been a flat pitch, but he was actually playing against relatively strong yeah. test nation. Yeah, well, look, I agree. You can only play where you're playing. Yeah. But, yeah. but um, be a superstar. But I think the biggest problem... The problem England have too is it's this um, Twitter generation mentality that, like, if a bloke doesn't perform, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Like, chop him. You just, like, I know that we complain a bit about Aussie selection, but the biggest problem we've got in Australia is we're selecting blokes who aren't form. Yeah, like, nice. and then, like, giving up on them straight away. It's like, well, no shit, because they've got no form. They're not going to be any good. But these English guys have obviously done enough. They play fucking 70,000 games of county cricket a season. Yeah. There's got to be someone coming out of there and go, you know what, he's all right. Let's play him for a year, which is realistically 10 tests, yeah. and see what he does. I've read an article, uh, Crick Info article. They got their info about Crick correcting yep. this one, yep. I thought. Um, they were saying that there's a huge problem with players getting developed correctly in county cricket. And something like they don't have a great track record. There should be more players. Yeah. But the ones that are go into the English setup and then just regress. Oh, okay. So Mark yes. would come into that yeah. side. I think he played against Australia and yes, didn't he? Block bowls, yes. good heaps. Maybe yeah, he anyway, and now he can't even bowl over one yeah. you know, 39 clicks. He's meant to be the weapon, the fast guy. So he can't find a length anymore. They say a whole bunch of the young cricketers, Stoke's probably a different yeah. uh, yeah, exception yeah. to this rule. They say that but, um, David Saker ruined Steve Finn and almost ruined James Anderson. Yeah. yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'm, keep him in there. I'm yeah. quite happy for it. To, yeah, but the thing okay. I don't get, but so they had Rod Marsh coaching them yep. in the past. Yep. So he was the man behind the, the academy. setup. The setup of our academy system and yep. all that. How did they not take that knowledge and set up the same thing in England? I don't 
Well, he had. There was an academy in England, which there is still is. Oh, so they just they just go good. It's at it's at Loughborough. It's like central. I suppose the other problem too is that like in our system, you're dealing with six states. Then you go down a level and there's seven because there's the ACT. But but like and the eighteen counties. Yeah, like they got and they got different divisions. So you've got a guy like James Patterson. We all joke and talk about our gradies. He's playing about fucking third division, like bowling over blokes who are farming. Yeah, he's farming. Like that, right? No, but like seriously, but like there's guys. There's guys. They're all they're all pros. Yeah, they're all pros. They're all pros. He's, like, he's, you know, he is playing Division Two though. Yes. Yeah, which is different. So it's like yeah, he's a big, huge, fast. Quick test bowler, you can bowl 150 clicks, and he's playing Division Two. Do you reckon it's like one of those situations in local cricket where the guy agrees to go to a club, not realising that like they play City Road or something? <laughs> yeah. So he's like, yeah, I'll go over and sign up. County, yeah. And then he gets over there and he's like, why is that fucking ten-year-old kid playing? Why am I bowling this kid? <laughs> very, very close to home. That yeah. uh, analogy. But uh, getting back yeah, to the. Obviously, their county system, there's too many teams, so it's not strong enough. Yeah. Yeah. And it's full of um, sappers. Yeah, well, that doesn't help. We've thrown that open, haven't we, Ross? That's a a wide-ranging discussion. The benefits of their system is that they do get, like, 17, 18-year-olds debuting often. Yeah. Because they need the spots. But it's interesting. Cricket in the UK doesn't have the pull on the population like cricket in Australia does. They all want to play mm-hmm. soccer. They're not interested in yeah. soccer. Yeah, well, that's true as well. Because the money... Even they've got 60 million people... The yeah. sort of pool they're drawing cricketers from is not the whole country. It's well, wasn't that the whole, like, the old quote they used to talk about? Was it Steve Harmson? They're like, why'd you take up cricket? And he said, because I was no good at soccer. Yeah. 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 yeah so, Doesn't surprise me. Mm. Yeah. It wasn't much better than cricket. cricket. <laughs> 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 you and Ross at the same time. <laughs> T20 Blast has been on. KP's been playing in that. And Captain Care Bear, Brendan McCullum, let him have a runner. Even though he brought in a pre-existing right, I think injury. You mispronounced the T20 blast. Oh, sorry, T20 NatWest finger blast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm fanatic about that. Sort yes, of stuff. Barry McCullum let KP have a runner in a game, even though KP had some pre-existing injury that he's carried for the last two or three games. And they're all over Twitter as a loving yeah. Barry. Yeah. KP's like, "Thanks for last night, Baz," and then McCullum's like, "Oh, it's just a game after all, isn't it, fellas?" So I saw um. So the tweet I saw about this... Sorry. That's right. The tweet I saw about this was from uh, Rich Eyre, who um, is a renowned quick cricket tweeter. And he's the man who started the petition for mediation between the ACC and the CA. (laughs) (laughs) So um, so I don't don't think... I don't think uh, old Rich Air was very impressed by the runner situation. Rick. Rick, Rick, Rick. And his brother Rick didn't like it either. <laughs> uh, talking about the, the, the cricket Twitterati, yep. there was a big blow-up or something the other day about the women's ashes was going to be on Channel 9 rather than the Matador Cup. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, at this stage, neither of them will go ahead, so it might be a moot point. But mm. if they do both go ahead... I actually think that uh, that person was wrong because the Women's Ashes starts on October 21 and the Matador Cup last year went from the 3rd to the 23rd of October. So they wouldn't overlap. So they cross over about two days. Yeah, two days. The finals. The finals. Yeah. So I think that person was wrong. And they were blowing up saying, oh, it's the death of domestic 50 over cricket. A lot of people obviously be crying into their cornflakes about that. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, and I actually think, no, because they're all going to be streamed. 
like yeah. better coverage than we've ever had. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because that 50 over domestic cup come when they played them all at the same fucking ground in yeah. a carnival style. I think that made it better. Nah, I think it made it better. Shit. shit. I think I think taking it out of I think take I think taking it and giving it its own part of the season made it better because yeah. it made it yeah. 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 Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, but I don't I don't necessarily think having every single game at North Sydney Oval is necessarily the best thing. But yeah. the the concept of having it like in a block and going this yeah. is when it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this, that. But the whole thing about like everyone losing their mind going, oh, they're going to show the women's ashes instead, rah rah rah. Well, you, you're, like you're arguing. So the, their argument then is. So men's domestic 50 over cricket that 1,500 people will go and watch if it was at the G anyway yeah. is more important than women's international cricket. Yeah, yeah. they're still top and it's, They should be get top billing. Yeah, right? and it's, it's international and it's the Ashes, which is the biggest international yeah. Yeah. women's thing across all women's cricket. Yeah. It's one of the few ones that actually play testing against each yes. other and not just one days and T20s. So why shouldn't they be given the chance to have it on TV. If this is the one thing that Cricket Australia started to get, they got a bit better with the WBBL and all that stuff. But this is the thing, like, if they're going to be serious about wanting to grow the women's game and, they, and instead of just, like, coming out in memorandums of understanding <laughs> and saying they want to grow this and they want to grow that, if they're fucking fair income about it. This is the thing they should be doing. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like the, like the AFL. They, they With AFL women's, they put it in its own slot of the year because they still kind of grow the concept or so they had it in the summer. But it was on Fox Footy and it was yeah. on TV and it was on and people could see it. So, like, you can't grow... It's Like, women's cricket, it's not a mushroom. You can't grow it in the dark. So it's got to be put out where people can see it. And I think, to your point earlier, Ross, it's the best level of coverage we've ever had. Like you said, everyone's got a computer, everyone's streaming. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's exactly. As opposed to being nowhere. That's not right. streamed, not the, on TV. Yeah, all not the women's Ashes yeah. games would have been streamed anyway because every yeah. WBBL game has been streamed. So it's really yeah. just everything streamed and they're only going to put one on free-to-air TV. Yeah, that's and, right. Uh, and that's fair enough. Because um, the reality is without streaming, like half this shit would never be seen unless it went live exactly. anyway. Before yeah. we had streaming, where was the 50-over comp? Yeah. There was years where the 50-over domestic comp wasn't yeah. in. It was Yeah, yeah well, Sheffield yeah. Shield like hasn't been on TV since yeah, the Division went yeah. down under yeah. and went... Kaput. I think yeah, there's exactly. there's definitely been domestic fifty over cricket on Foxtel or Channel Nine. There's in the oh, past, but, but only say. The, I reckon the last were, time was when it was the Ford Ranger, but yeah. that that's still six seven years ago. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but not but never every game. No, no, no. Yeah, it's always been just you know, half or something like that. Yeah, uh, so. That was interesting because that's interesting too, Mick, because the Women's Ashes is well-timed too. It starts October 21 and finishes uh, like three or four days before the Men's Ashes starts in late Yeah, so, so it's, it's not going to upset anything yeah. else. Yeah. And it gets its own um, time slot. Yeah, yeah, yeah better. Bit of clean air. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Uh, now, Mick, I believe you had an update on what Ravi Shastri's up to. Oh, so he's... Um, <laughs> so obviously he's been named as the Indian new coach... coach. He has got it. He's just he's just a company man. Oh, Everything he says is just pro India. Like Virat Kohli's the second coming of fucking Mahatma Gandhi or whoever fucking whatever's going on over that side of the world. But it's just showing your knowledge. Yeah. Culture there. Mahatma Gandhi or whatever's going on. You know a bit about the subcontinent. I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but I do know a lot. But it's just like, and it takes me back to like, anyone who follows us on our social media, like I put a thing up the other day on Facebook because it was a new 
it's not, it's not new, but there's a doco doing the rounds on Netflix at the moment called The Death of a Gentleman, which talks about, um, it basically talks about the beginning of T20, and the whole doco is meant to be about the death of Test Cricket. This doco was filmed in 2011, so the death is very slow, because six years later we're still dying. But, um, but there's, a, there's a thing in there with Ravi Shastri, and the, basically one of the cruxes of this is that it's, it's around the time the big three, so the BCCI, South Africa and Australia, not sorry, sorry, the BCCI, ECB and Cricket Australia were colluding to break up the money more so that they could determine how much went to Bangladesh, how much went to Afghanistan yeah. and all this type of stuff. Well, when they interview, they're interviewing all these people and they're going, no, no, it shouldn't be like that, it should be broken up evenly. And even like a lot of Indian people say, no, the BCCI shouldn't have that much power, rah, rah. They get to Ravi Shastri yeah. and Ravi Shastri's like, well... If they're generating all the money, then they should be able to do what they want. And that, that's his whole quote, basically. And it's just like, it just shows, like, where he's at. And you hear it on commentary, like, whenever you watch an Indian test match or you hear him on the radio, he, 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 he's at pains yeah. lengths to, to support <laughs> India and say that everything they're doing is, is right. Yeah. It's ridiculous. He's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Jeez, some of them haven't heard you this passionate. But that's the sim- it's a simple reason. It's a simple reason he got the job because they had a man in there in Kumbla who didn't necessarily agree with what they were doing and, totally and, and was trying to change things around yeah. and make and and Coley didn't like it and the BCSI said, "Yep, no worries, Coley, bang, done, off you go." And like, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So Kumbla, like to be fair, like his success rate wasn't that good. Oh, it was amazing when it was yeah. going there. And they lost one test or something yeah. like that. Ridiculous. Apple Kumbla. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay. Thank you for that uh, update on what's going on with Ravi. And now, Mick, I believe you got some leaked documents <coughs> on your shared desk at Jollymont about the memorandum of understanding. I did. So, um, clean our desk too, please. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, as, as, as most of our listeners know, so David and myself uh, share a desk just down the hall from the, uh, the, the Cricket Australia big kahuna, James Sutherland. Is it standing desk? No, uh, I don't. Standing, no. He's his side can stand. I'm got a recliner. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so last Wednesday I was just sitting by, not doing much, and then all of a sudden these two big <laughs> thick documents just come over my head and land on the desk in front of me. And I just hear, "Check these out for me, Coco," and then off James Sullivan wandered. Coco. So when I read the cover letters, the realisation hit me that I'd been given a gold mine because I'd been given a copy of the ACA's proposal uh-huh. and I'd been given a copy of Cricket Australia's proposal. Beauty. So, uh, so I've decided to, um, I've read through, give them a quick flip and I've decided to share the highlights yeah. with our listeners. So uh, the first thing that really grabbed my attention was the front page of the ACA. So this is the player's um, proposal. The front page says the ACA wants a percentage share of all revenue of cricket. That percentage is, and it had 100% crossed out, and then 22.5% rim beside it. So I think there's been a bit of change in their tax there. So uh, then I went through there's some, there's some interesting things hidden in the fine print. So I've gone through the fine print, and it says the ACA proposes the captain will be allowed one vanity slash ridiculous selection per test squad. <laughs> <laughs> i.e. Smith Enriquez, Smith Maddinson, or Ponting Dan Cullen. <laughs> so the next one has, the ACA proposes that the approved airline provide every player with enough beers to try and break Booney's record on every overseas trip. Right. So the ACC proposes, that, the ACA proposes, 
that Pat Howard be rested in an eight foot by eight foot box buried underneath the box of the stand. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, the ACA pr- proposes that 30% of all revenue be given to grassroots. In an unrelated, in unrelated news, Steve Smith has launched a company called Grassroots. <laughs> <laughs> So after reading this, I decided to go to have a focus on what the CA, CA's counter proposal was. So the CA proposed a performance-based structure, five cents per run and fifty cents per wicket. It was good enough. It was good enough for Bradman, so that's good enough for you. What are you better than Bradman? <laughs> and not to be outdone, the CA went out of their way to hide a few clauses in the fine print as well. So the first one was: CA proposes that every test squad contain at least one marsh. In the event a marsh cannot be found, the chairman of selectors will choose the squad's worst player and he will have the word marsh inserted into his name, e.g. Stephen O'Marsh or Usman Kamashwa. So CA proposes that 30% of all revenue goes into, the growing, into growing the game. In unrelated news, James Sutherland has launched a brand new company called Growing the Game. <laughs> All right, so the CA proposes that players in losing sides, so if you lose, you only receive 50% of their match payment. And then if you win, you only receive 50% of your match payment. <laughs> CA proposes that des- the test debutants will continue to have their baggy green presented by a former player. They will also be presented with a Fujitsu split system by Mark Taylor. Straight <laughs> <laughs> over there. CA proposes investing 30% of the grassroots fund into a plastic surgery slash hair loss clinic. Shane Ward's patronage should have us turning a profit in two weeks. <laughs> CA proposes that the dress code in the WAG section be mandatory bikinis. That should help the ratings. <laughs> CA proposes that a player's physical appearance slash market, marketability become a criteria for sele- selection. No more picking alien-looking pricks like Nathan Lyon. And lastly, CA proposes that chairman of selectors of all grassroots Victorian coastal pink clubs have VIS experience <laughs> or, at, or, at minimum, a Premier Cricket Second Eleven bowling average trophy. <laughs> <laughs> And that is the inside uh, knowledge on the contracts. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Mick. It's now time to sharpen our minds with a quiz. Oh, beauty. Okay. I've been studying just up on mm-hmm. random things, Ross, just okay. in case I'm up with this wow. one. Here you go. A few weeks ago, we did the players who scored the most shield runs for yes. each state, and today we look at the players who've taken the most wickets, shield wickets, for each state. Oh. Oh. So I researched the top... players who've taken the least wickets. <laughs> Richard <laughs> Cheekley. <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> so, New South Wales, off we go. Stuart McGill? Yes, third. Well done, Mick. Oh, uh, uh, not the ball. No, he's up there, but not in the top three. So they're players Stuart. from the 90s and 80s? Okay, okay. Uh, Brett Lee? No, not enough games. Uh, 80s. 90s and 80s. 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 Mike Whitney? No, that sort of era, though. Right thinking. Um, ah, shit. Now, Gavin Robertson? No. <laughs> Shane Lee? I'm going to say Simon <laughs> somewhat. But, um, so, no, who's the dude who took 
21 and 4.28 in England. What's that guy? Rodney Hogg. Rodney Hogg. No, nah, he's from Victoria. Is he? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Close to Oscar, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, I did. Fuck. Oh, uh, um, no, you didn't. Glenn McGrath. <laughs> no, no, no. So they both played Test cricket. They played a lot. Of, they both played over a hundred Shield matches. Uh, one of them's a bit of a uh, a bit of a cat man. Oh fucking uh, Mo. <laughs> yes, Greg Matthews. Yeah. Oh, Greg Matthews, <laughs> of course. And the other one's an optometrist by trade, and also coach New South Wales and ABC Radio. He played against the West Indies and got his jaw broken. McCosker. No. <laughs> Dirk Weller. No. I don't want to say anything. He's a fast, oh, a fast bowler. He had a bit of an action where he had his front leg was very straight and he sort of bowled across it. I've got no idea who you're talking yeah, about. No, no idea. Uh, I'm going to say a name. You laugh. Tony Donovan. No, no, he's Victorian. Fucking hell. <laughs> I told you he was yeah. All right, you'll kick yourself. ABC Radio for many years. Hasn't done it the last couple. No. Jeff Jeff Lawson. Oh, Jeff Lawson. Of course. Fucking Henry Lawson. 367 wickets, Mo Matthews 363, and Stewie McGill 328. Okay. We move on to Queensland, and these are all players from the 90s. Catfish. Catfish hopes. No. Uh, Terry Alderman. No. He's WA. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, someone Craig said McDermott. it. Hang on, someone said it. Bickle. And, Who yeah, said NBA. Bickle? That was me. Yep. Okay. Craig McDermott? No. Oh, Billy. Uh... Someone who played a lot with Bickle. Kasperovitz. Yes. Adam Dale. No, not oh. Adam Dale. Kasperovitz is number one. So you're looking for number three. He's more an 80s player, but he did play in the 90s. Not Carl Rackerman. Yes. Carl Rackham. That's what I was thinking of when I met. Yeah. Casper got 441, Bickle 430, and Rackham and 383 wickets. Jeez, that's a lot of wickets. Yeah, yeah. 400. So, yeah. a lot, I'm guessing a lot of uh, New South. Well, it's like it's like ten seasons. That's like that's like ten seasons of me playing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we move on now to South Australia, and there's three. And now I'll give you. I'll give. There's there's. One from the 90s, uh-huh. one from the 70s, oh. and one from the 1930s. Oh, okay. So is Gillespie there? No, he's not, but a contemporary of Gillespie. They would have crossed over for about one season. Played test cricket for Australia. They're all, at the Adelaide Oval, they're all spinners. Oh. Oh. Tim May. Tim May is third, yes. Good one. Good, so you've got second is a bloke from the 70s. So he would have played a lot with Ian Chappell. And then first is a player from the 1930s. Not Tiger O'Reilly. No, that sort of era. You think in the right way. Uh, All spinners. 1970s. I don't think I'm going to get this one. I don't think I'm going to get I was just trying to say like the oldest sounding name. Peter Taylor. No, Peter Taylor's. No, yeah, he's a... And he, uh, he's not from South Australia. No, he's no New South Wales. Clive Trumper. Right. I'm trying to think of an old nineteen thirty seven. On the right on the right line there. Who the fuck was a spinner in the seventies? No idea. Should we know these people, Ross? Oh, when you hear them, you'll go. Oh, oh. Um, Ashley Mallet. Yes, Ashley Mallet yeah. was from the seventies. David, yeah. well done. He's second, and yeah. then the leading wicket taker in all Sheffield Shield cricket of all time. He's the top one, and he's from the 1930s. Played 78 matches, 
took 504 wickets, an average what? of 25. Wow. Yep. Well, we. Yep. As soon as you say it, I'll kick myself. Yep. He's got an old got name. He's got, a, he's got a real 1930s name. Harold Sweeney. Oh, close. That's <laughs> sort of idea. Sweeney. No, I don't know. Sorry. Clary Grimmett. Oh, oh, of course. Uh, Very good. Yeah, 504. Possibly the most 1936. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Tasmania, top three are all really modern players, the 2000s. Hilford House. Yes, top. 262. Yes. Yep. Jesus. Sean Young. No, that sort of era, though. Right thinking. Uh, Bird. No. Um... Miller? Yes, Colin Miller, third. So there's one in between. Took 221 wickets. David Saker? No. no. For Tassie. Yeah, Saker played a Tassie for a year. <laughs> 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 Who said Funky Miller again? That was David. David. Dennis Lilly? No. <laughs> he played one season there. He did. Year, one year. Yeah. Not Shane Watson. No. This is one of not, my favourite not players. Marsh, not no. This is one of my favourite players. No. An all-rounder. Not Michael Bevan. No. Oh, that's a good choice. Though. Played ten years for news for um, Tassie. In the two thousands. Yeah. Did um, he ever, did ever go to higher honours? No. Probably should have though, but didn't. Oh, uh, not Butterworth. Yes, Luke Butterworth. <laughs> oh, second. Okay. Have, have now I done this quiz, Ross? Ah, doing pretty well. Yeah, we move on to Victoria. Merv. No. Big uh, Scooby O'Donnell. No. Harwood. No. <laughs> uh, Tony Yes, Dottermaid. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> he was third with 281. What about the bear? No. So one of them is contemporary of Dottermaid, played, uh, I know, 30 or, so, 30 or so tests for Australia. Rifle? Yes, rifle. Yep. He's first. He has 318 wickets. And then there's a bloke from the 60s who I don't know if I've ever heard of him before. His uh, name's, okay. I think it's, it's Connolly is his surname. I think he's Alan Connolly. I'm not sure. Okay. A.N. Connolly. So what, probably we're uh, going to get Chris that one. Connolly's brother? Yeah, that's it. Dad. Yeah, his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we move on now to WA. Terry Alderman. Yes. Alderman. Second. Dennis Lilly was third. So Mick got um, Alderman. He's second. And then David Big, got Joe Big, Angel? Deacon. Big Joe Angel. Yes, Gin. Yeah, oh, that was good. That was I, was yeah. I was trying to spit it out because I remember from the um, yes. uh, thing I used to, segment I used to do. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, so Alex got six points. So I won. Mick got uh, Mick got uh, <laughs> Mick got four. So I won. No. <laughs> David got one and one is two and three is five. Carry the one. <laughs> David got the rest of the points. So yeah, you won easily. Haven't lost the quiz yet, boys. Clary Grimmett. <laughs> 18 Bull you got 18, 18. Four, 4, 6 and 18 and a few and um, I'm happy I didn't come last uh, a few other, and then un, unclaimed points came second actually with um, 8 8 so yeah unclaimed second so literally Bull Daylight 
Alex and Nick. <laughs> so uh, uh, our focus on local and uh, state cricket is probably it's up, yeah. it, right? So I just quickly go through the top five wicket takers of all time in Shield cricket: Clary Grimmett, five oh four, then Kasravich, four forty one, Bickle, four thirty, and then Joe Angel, four nineteen. And they're the only blokes yeah. over four hundred. All those guys in similar eras. I mean, the fast bowlers. Out of that. Yeah, yeah, they're all fast bowlers, which is interesting. Yeah. Except for Clary Grimmett, he's the yeah, standout yeah. from the thirties. Yeah, yeah. The outlier. Yeah, that's it. Big bouncy gabba deck. Mm, I'd say so. Interesting that um, Kasovich took 11 more wickets than Bickle and he played 12 more games. Just a better bowler with Bickle yeah. in the team. Uh, well, I would, yeah, he probably should have taken a lot more. Bickle's got a more impressive record. Anyway, that's yeah. how you go. Yeah. So there's both thing with Casper too is that like most of his playing was like when we went to India and stuff. Yeah. So he didn't really miss heaps of shield for a bit. No. But he was probably fucked when he came back from yeah. Ireland Indian decks. Yeah. Had that two years off. <laughs> well, thank you for that, doing that quiz. I hope hey, you enjoyed welcome. it. Oh, you're welcome, mate. I, I certainly enjoyed writing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> this is Buckley. And you're welcome. We move on now to international cricket and the England versus South Africa test series continues. It's now locked at one all. Jeez, they got pants, didn't they, in the second test? Who's that spinner? Billings? Yeah, Sam Billings or something. The spinner? Yep. Yep. Absolute horrendous. Oh, really? Bring back that Dale Kerrigan bloke. Sorry? Bring that back awesome? that Dale Kerrigan bloke they had. <laughs> oh, they got some shit spinners in England. Like, oh, yeah. We think Australia are bad. Yeah. Fucking hell. They're bad. Anyway, yeah. so that uh, two more tests to go there. I think the next one starts on Thursday this week, so it's a few late nights. Uh, that'll be good. Oh, yeah. Go and, to the Saffers. Yeah. Hopefully. So was it one all now, isn't it? Yeah, one, one, two to play. After we, need the, we need the Saffers to win, so that way... Um, England just lose their mind before the Ashes and start like eating well, we their own. Yet, so we'll be fucked. They're eating their own. Have you read any of the articles written about the English cricket side? Oh, yeah, they're going to They're going mental about yeah. it. They have lost eight of twelve or something in the last. Yeah, year. yeah, sure. Yeah, it's probably the same as if you read the Ballarat paper. It's probably really negative, mate. If you live in that environment of darkness and rain, and <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard to be positive. <laughs> So that's a cover 40 days. <laughs> Attitude reflects the environment. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, which is interesting. Like, I don't reckon they're like that bad. <laughs> like, they need another opener. Yeah. That's the key point. But the problem is the gap between their good players and their next in line yeah. players is fucking humongous. But I reckon their batting is really good. Are you the, saying, talking... are you saying Sorry, Alex, guys. that they need to replace keyboard Jennings at the top of the order? <laughs> Keyboard Jennings. <laughs> That's his name, isn't it? I don't know. What's key? Where's keyboard? <laughs> his name's Keaton or something. I just think it's. Oh, Keaton. Okay. Yeah. The knock on England is that they Michael don't have a plan yeah. B, so they just play all that attack, yeah, all yeah. the time, and yeah. they don't know how to go into either a holding pattern when they're bowling or just letting the well, bowlers have half an I, hour or an hour. I look down yeah. there. I look down their playing list, and I see Ali Cook and Joseph Root and Jim Anderson and Stu Broad, and I think, well, there's the Stu. nucleus. Cook seems to be the only one who's got a bit of that, like, I'm going to bat. So as long as it takes me to get my runs, I'm going to bat. I'll occupy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everything can do everything pretty much, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so. I'm not sure about that uh, 
um, Gareth Balance bloke either. I think they need a bit more of um, Joshua Butler. But uh, anyway. Mate, <laughs> JP doesn't like him. Balance is all right in my books. <laughs> oh, Ross, Zimbabwe yes. let me down badly. Oh, what oh, happened? It would have been great oh, if they won that. They, were, they set Sri Lanka like 400 in the second innings, or oh, fourth innings to win. Yes. And, they, and they got them eight down. Yes. Oh, did they? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was well set up. Oh. I'm glad we haven't touched back on what happened in that um, fifth ODI in that series because that's long gone. Mm. Yeah, that hurt me too. Now that Australia don't have a team anymore, my boys Zimbabwe really (laughs) need to live. They still want my patronage. So um, Angelo Matthews, talking about Sri Lanka, Angelo Matthews stood down as captain and uh, Chandamal took over. Yep. Yep, but he's injured. Oh, no. Who's got the big key to the uh, goal? I think it's Rangana Harath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the plumber, the ranger. Is that his name? No, it's a ranger or something. <laughs> oh, a ranger? No, it's not. A ranger. Or something. Yeah. It's definitely not that. I don't know what it is, but it's not that. A ranger kebab. A ranger kebab. Fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> now the the uh, tubby plumber from. <laughs> so I thought he was a carpet salesman from Gaul. That's Rangana Harath. Oh, yeah. Rangana. Not, not Ranga. One of my favourite international players. Oh, yeah. Because he is a little bit tubby. And what, yes. They don't call them opening bowlers in Sri Lanka. They call them uh, the bloke who bowls to Rangana's ready to come on. <laughs> <laughs> the bloke who bowls two overs so Rangana can stretch. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's a tummy massage. <laughs> You got a feeling his uh, captaincy strategy would be very similar to my own. Just give, oh, the other, bowl. give the other guys a bowl so they can't complain they didn't get one, yeah. and then bowl yourself. Give it a bowl. <laughs> Will he open the batting too, you reckon? Uh, why not? Yeah. He in charge, you do whatever you want. Mm. I think he'll be batting at seven or something. Just put himself up just a little bit higher. Yeah. Go, I'm up yeah. for this. Yeah, yeah. I can do this. Have a swing. Like Matty Wade style, just put yourself ahead of Maxwell. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> ah, well... That uh, brings us to a close. Just I had some listener feedback, Ross, Ooh, from, yes, um, from a mate I was out with last night. Mm. And he said, next time you guys do a podcast, mm. can you please take fucking five minutes before it starts to do a sound recording test? Oh, <laughs> right, okay. So I'm like, okay, I'll pass that on to me. Yeah. So we did do a sound recording test, and I'm still not sure if it works. So I actually recorded <laughs> my end on my phone. Oh, good. So we can just stitch them together. Yeah, lovely. Stitch them together. Or just send that down to our IT guru, Tip Madsen. He can um, stitch them up on Audacity for us. Because as I quote, it's fucking easy. Yeah, yeah. 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 We've got a bit of, um, there's a bit of feedback on our uh, Facebook page from uh, Mr. Grant Ronald, who was very happy with my uh, watermelon on a toothpick description of Tip Madsen. How do you tap your own yeah. back? I'm not sure how you do that. You're the best person on the show. Mate, if you don't tell everyone else how good you are, how will they know? Exactly. Don't take that away from us. That's all we've got. <laughs> if I didn't have ego, I wouldn't be on this podcast. That's literally the only thing I'm bringing to this week. And, when and that, a quiz skill. David, when that person said to you, can you make sure you do some sound checking on the next podcast, is that when you sort yep. of went, ah, oh, tomorrow? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Scaled my martini and walked out of the place. <laughs> I've got to go, fuck, sorry. I've got prepped to do I'm not prepared for this. I've got prepped. I've got no prep to do. I'm going to rush off and do nothing. I had to go and bring the lead wicket takers. Yeah, yes, true. that's it. 
Oh, well. We are on all major social media and podcast platforms. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, at Midoff Cricket, on our website, Midoff Cricket. Get up. Cricket podcast.wix.com slash home. Get up. podcast will be in a fortnight. Until next time, it's bye, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have read that. I shouldn't have bothered reading it off the sheet. I actually know what to say. Until next time, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening. Bye, Ross. Bye, Ross. Enjoy your golf. <laughs> okay, that's a callback to the very